Amen. I want to welcome you to Cornerstone Apostolic Church located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California, where Jesus is Lord. You're listening to Inside the Pages with Pastor Carl, uh, formerly Sunday Morning Live. But we've changed the name to Inside the Pages because that's where our heart is really at. Inside the Pages is not a form formality or anything of that nature. We just want to know what God is saying from his word. The Bible tells us to study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, I am faithful, bold, the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God in Jesus name. With that being said, let's go before the Lord in a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we honor you this morning for your goodness and grace. We thank you, Lord God, for your power and your might. Lord God, and we pray against every stronghold, everything that would exalt itself against you. Lord God, we pray and ask that you would bless us, Lord God, to seek after you and to, Lord, that we may find you right now, Lord. Lord Jesus, uh, every place where they're lifting up holy hands, every place where people are calling upon your name, Lord God, we ask that you would bless them, Savior. We thank you because you're super. We thank you because you're sovereign. Lord God, and you can hear everyone's prayer. You can answer those prayers, Lord God. Lord God, that they line up with your will. Lord Jesus, bless us not to walk in a, a mindset of deception, Lord God, but, but to know what your will is, Lord Jesus, and to hear your word and to be doers of your word, Lord God, so that we can be considered wise and faithful unto you, Lord. Father, we pray and ask that you would bless those that are sick in their body, those that are in hospital beds that, that would give you, that are giving you praise and glory, Lord God, those, oh Lord God, that are on their way, Lord Jesus, and, and seeking you, Lord God, as they reach out to their phone as they reach out to their radios, as they reach out to their, their, their televisions or computers, Lord God, to, to tune in to services around the world. Lord, bless the preachers, Lord God, to preach your word. Lord Jesus, to give the unadulterated truth, Lord. Father, we pray and ask, Lord God, that because we know truth is going to prevail, Lord Jesus, and we just pray and ask that everyone would line up with truth, Lord. Lord Jesus, that we yield ourselves to truth, Lord God, in the mighty name of Jesus. We'll be careful to give your name the praise and the glory. Lord Jesus, bless your word, Lord God, this morning, and here's the listening thereof. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Bless you, Jesus. Bless you, Jesus. Mighty God, bless you, Lord. Certainly, we're going to continue to pray against strongholds and as the enemy, amen, uh, fights. And, uh, and certainly, we pray that God's will is done during these times. Lord God, we just pray and ask that you would, Lord, and, and that we be swift as well to do what's right and to make sure that all that, that needs to as we reach out to our communities and loved ones and to those that are around us, everyone that you come in contact with is your neighbor. 
Am I my brother's keeper? The answer to that is yes. Who is my brother? Uh, everyone that you come in contact with is your brother. Amen. And so let's bear that in mind. Uh, while we're uh, we're going to be going into the book of Acts, the sixth chapter. Amen. And right after this, this worship. Amen.
just give the Lord a hand wave. Wherever you are, just wave your hand to the Lord. Bless you, Jesus. Mighty God, thank you, Lord. Bless your name, Jesus. Amen. You need to just, your personal relationship with God is to say hello. And just like you would any other friend, you're going to say hello to him. You're going to speak to him. And you're going to have a relationship with the Lord. It's not enough to just believe in God. There are many that believe in God and they mistake that as being Christianity. Uh, they mistake that as being a believer, uh, which it is, uh, but it's not, a, it's not a disciple. Believing doesn't make you a disciple. The devil believes and he trembles. Uh, some people believe and they're not afraid of God. They don't reverence God at all. But how about you this morning? How do you feel about the Lord? Especially during a time where we see God's word is fulfilling. Now, I know that, that people don't like to talk about that. They only want to talk about the things that are, that are whatever they want to talk about that fits their, their moment. But we have to face reality that the word of God is fulfilling all around us, even when we're not paying attention. I was thinking on my way in this morning that how the Bible said that uh, that the days will come where we would be like Sodom and Gomorrah. Uh, many people have taken that to mean that uh, to deal with uh, their view of relationship, homosexuality, and uh, you know, and the different uh, things that exist today, um, uh, lesbianism, and you know, and and but listen. Uh, that includes just breaking vows, uh, breaking vows. People that are married uh, decide that they don't want to be married no more for instead of working things out, just trading relationships. They're like trading in cars, like jumping off uh, bicycles and getting putting on a different pair of skates, uh, you know, instead of uh, keeping the vow that they made to God. Remember, the, the vows are not to, it's not just to the individual. Those vows are made in the presence of the Lord. And we, we people, uh, say, well, God's going to, we make up for God his mind. We say God is going to think of it this way. And that's just not the truth. What does, the, he told us what he think about, about whatever we're doing in his word. The Bible tells us also that uh, there be wars and rumors of wars and that there'll be pestilence and, uh, you know, but this is, uh, these things are the beginning of sorrow. And so the Bible pre-warns us about a number of things that are, that are going to happen up on the earth. Uh, or do we look at those things? Do the, if your pastor is not preaching that, if your pastor is not teaching on it, if they're not talking about uh, the coming of Christ as being a legitimate event, you need to ask them. And you need to sit down in your, and get in the word of God and see for yourself. Now, I understand that there are some that say that, that they're going to wait, uh, that I don't have to do anything right now. I can be saved later. If you are struggling right now, how are you going to be saved later during a time where the Holy Ghost is not present? The spirit of God is the work of redemption is done as far as the, the dispensation of grace, the time of the Gentiles. These are things that you need to need to ask about. Uh, these are things that you read in your Bible and, and or skip over 
and, and someone is skipping over it because it's right there in the pages. And so that's why we look inside the pages to see what's going on. Uh, there are uh, things that are happening around us that we should be praying about, praying with our families about and, and praying with one another and just reminding people, uh, Maranatha, the Lord is coming. The Lord is soon to come. And whether he come for you as an individual or come uh, for his, the body collectively, uh, it's going to happen. And so uh, we need to be conscious of that and not ignore that fact. I want to go directly to the, now into the book of Acts, the sixth chapter, beginning at the seventh verse through the 15th verse. Uh, the word of God, the Bible says, and the word of God increased. And the number of the disciples multiplied in Jerusalem greatly, and a great company of the priests were obedient to the faith. And Stephen, full of, of faith and power, did great wonders and miracles among the people. Then there arose some of the, or certain of the synagogue, which is called the synagogue of the Libertines, the Cyrenians the Alexandrians and of them and Cilicia and Asia disputing with Stephen. There were those that disputed the gospel and I'm sure that there may be some that even would dispute uh, what I've said so far, but nonetheless, it doesn't make it not true. And they were not able to resist the wisdom and the spirit by which he spake. Then they suborned men which say, we have heard him speak black, uh, blasphemous words against Moses and against God. And they stirred up the people and the elders and the scribes, and they came upon him and brought and caught him and brought him to the council and set up false witnesses, which said, this man ceased not to speak black, blasphemous words against this holy place and the law. For we have heard him say that this, this Jesus of Nazareth shall destroy this place and shall change the custom which Moses delivered us. And all that sat in the council looked steadfastly on him, saw his face as it had been the face of an angel. Now, Bible students, if you recall, Stephen was one of the seven men chosen as deacon to aid in the concerns and affairs of the church, the widows, and those needing assistance. There are those that need assistance. Uh, the church uh, doesn't function as just one individual, but uh, just like your body, uh, their hands, their fingers, and fingernails, and hair, um, ears, and uh, you know, different things that are that are needed, your feet and, and you know, that we don't think about until the until that part of a body is missing. Uh, your toes keep you balanced and you may not think about how important your toe is. And, and, and I'm not talking about just when you stump it. But if you didn't have that big toe, uh, it, it, that's a significant part of your body. It would make it difficult to run even your little toe. And so you need to uh, make sure that you understand that the hairs uh, on your body is there for a reason uh, in your ear, in your nose and and the different various parts of your body where hair exists uh, is there for a particular purpose. 
And so uh, we know that every position and everything is, is, is there for a great reason because God placed it there. And Stephen, uh, one of the men that was chosen among the seven uh, that went out to do the work to assist others, uh, for the Bible said in those days when the number of the disciples was multiplied, there arose a, mor a mormon, um, excuse me, a murmuring of the Grecians against the Hebrews because their widows were neglected in the daily ministration. Men of God, we live in a different time. Talking about talking to our young men, uh, our family men, uh, whether you're married or, or not, uh, whether you're individual or you have children or, or, or not, but we live in a different day and time. And, and I'd say men, but I'm talking to women as well. Uh, the day and time that we live in is reasonably economically sound. And, and so instead of getting that the latest, greatest iPhone and, or another toy, we need to invest in some insurance to assist our loved ones in the time of need. Uh, we spend a lot of money on things, uh, but we don't invest in what is truly necessary we'll say well that's a lot of money going out what well, you're spending and have spent already uh, hundreds on devices that you really don't need uh, because it looked good it, it was eye candy you know we've all been there made mistakes where we we purchased that eye candy and after a while uh, we realized that i'm tired of it i don't want that you know or uh, it, the burden of it we we start to feel it you know, it become a, a cavity, just like it was eye candy, it became a cavity after a while. And, and we need to, then we realize that, well, I need to do something to gain a little more so I can handle this bill that I've created. But what about our insurance, our, our life insurance? Uh, here, the widows did not have uh, the necessities because their spouses did not leave them with what they uh, what was required for them to live off of. They didn't have any insurance. They didn't have property. Uh, people would run out and buy an expensive purse, uh, but they don't have that money saved up no place. Uh, they'll go out and buy a, 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 a fancy car so they can have some bling to roll around in. And uh, you can tell they're struggling with, with it when... Uh, uh, after a while, when things start to start to happen, and it, it doesn't mean that things won't happen in our lives, because it does. The situations do rise up, but uh, at that moment, you, when you purchase that, uh, you didn't fully think about it. And so, uh, what about the insurance? What about the thing that's going to carry your family on? Uh, you know, that's going to help you, because uh, at the end of the day, the iPhone. And I was explaining this to one of my sons. I said, you know, at the end of the day, after you spent that money and, and you're in the hospital, they're not going to give you a refund. They're not going to give you uh, the uh, iPhone and it's not going to come to your hospital and, and, and invest in your hospital bill. And Android is not going to pay your bill. The, the car dealer is not going to come pay your bill. And, you know, you're left on your own. You know, and eventually you're going to turn it off. And if somebody finds it, they're either going to keep it or, or sell it to someone else. That money spent will never be seen again. You love your family enough so that they can avoid setting up a GoFundMe account, setting up a, a, a some type of fund account to have access to monies that is needed to, to help them during a time of 
where things are, are struggling. You know, some Aflac is not going to spend, it's not going to cost that much to get Aflac or to do different things that are going to help you. Amen. And so these are things that we should be talking about and concerned about so that if a situation of God decide to call us home or if we find ourselves in a situation, we'll have some source of recourse. We'll have some a form of negotiation. Uh, you know, so at the end of the day, uh, the Bible says that Deacon Deacon Stephen did not just hold the office of deacon, but he personified the ministry of the office through wisdom, understanding, and the Holy Ghost. Wisdom, understanding, and the Holy Ghost. The Bible says if a man lack wisdom, let him ask God. And, and certainly I, I'm one, I'll be the first in line. Lord, help me to be wise. Help me to make sound decisions. I, I look back over life and I, I can see where I've made decisions that were not very sound, uh, that were not very wise. And, and so it's wise to even to look at that and say, wow, well, this is what I did to make that mistake. So I won't do that again. Uh, if you don't look at the, your failures, if you don't look at situations that that you stumbled at, that became a hiccup in life, uh, you're you're soon you'll repeat that very thing because you forgot it. So you don't want to forget those things and you want to pray and ask God for wisdom. You know, even on the job, I, I remember being on the job and the situation got a little rough and, and there was some conflict there. And, you know, there was someone that was trying to bully and use their authority. And, and you know, it was, it was a little, it was concerning. And so I, I began to think about it because the Bible said, know them that you labor with. And so as I came to a better understanding about the individual, it made things easier. Instead of fighting the individual, I learned how to work with them. I learned when to go in and when to go out, when to be in their presence and when to exit out. And so it made things easier. It changed the situation. It didn't change the individual, but it helped me out. That's wise. Uh, that's wisdom that God sends. And, and so you need to go and know what to do, when to do it and how to do it. You need to know when to start and when to stop. The Bible said that he had wisdom, he had an understanding and he had the Holy Ghost. He was chosen for this particular part of ministry because he was a man of honest report. Can uh, anyone testify and say that you're a person of honest report? Are you honest? Uh, do you keep your word? If you say you're going to pay your bill, do you pay that bill? If you borrow some money, uh, do you pay that money back? Uh, do you uh, are you at work on time? And I have to say a lot of people will say yes to that because uh, we'll, we'll find that people are not at church, but they're at work. And so we know they're faithful to work. But what about church? Are you faithful to God? If you recall, uh, when they was looking for a replacement for Judas, uh, they said, let's find somebody that has been with us since the beginning. We're not looking for somebody that's hitting and missing uh, to hold the office. We're looking for somebody that's faithful, somebody that have been there, somebody that have experienced it, somebody that know what we're talking about. When, you know, it's, 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 ha it's hard to have a conversation with someone and, and you're looking at them and they're looking at you like like deers in it, like a deer in the headlight. They clueless about what you're saying. And, and so they were looking for someone that had an honest report and full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom. These characteristics are not only mandatory, uh, but they are, they are required. Uh, they are mandatory. 
uh, it goes beyond, uh, I, I want to say it goes beyond being mandatory. Uh, that's where I'm really trying to go to. And so the Bible tells us in 1 Timothy 3, 7 and 13, it says, Moreover, he must be of good report to them which are without, lest he fall into re reproach and the snare of the devil. Likewise, must a deacon be grave, not double tongue, not given to much wine, not greedy of filthy lucre, uh, holding the ministry or the mystery of the faith in pure conscience. Let these also be first proved. Let them uh, use the office of a deacon being found blameless. Even so must their wives be grave, not slanderous, sober, faithful in all things. Least the deacon be the husband and let the deacons be the husband of one wife, ruling their children in their houses well. In other words, things should be in order. You should be able to talk to a deacon and not hear it coming back from his wife and his wife then ran and told somebody else and now you didn't it didn't made a circuit and you didn't heard about it from sister sally and you know because sister sally heard it from from mrs deacon because she heard it from mr deacon and so the bible said those things should not exist but they should know how to keep their mouth shut and not uh, gossip uh, nobody should be gossiping a uh, busy body and other people's matter you know you you in in, in reality, you know who to tell when you want something to spread. You know who, who to tell when you want something to get out. You know, we all know that individual or those persons that we can just mention something to and we know it's going to get to the ears of others. Uh, but the Bible lets us know that that's not something we should do. We should not be like that. We should learn to zip it up, keep our mouth shut, you know, and, and take our concerns to God in prayer. Uh, especially when you know that that uh, that some people cannot hold water, even though they're holding a glass. For they have used the office of a deacon well, purchased to themselves a good decree and great boldness in the faith, which is in Christ Jesus. The office of the deacon ushers or the position in which you hold is great in the eyes of God. Uh, that's why the psalmist says for. Uh, a day in thy courts is better than a thousand. I had rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of the wicked. I'd rather be a doorkeeper in God's place, in God's house. That house, uh -huh, the, the house in which he established his name. Somebody said the church is just a building, but it's also the place where he establishes his name. Uh, someone said the church is not necessary, but that's not what God said when he had them create the tabernacle. Uh, the tabernacle is a place where he was going to dwell among the people. And so uh, he said, upon this rock, I'm going to build my church. Uh, who builds a house and don't go check it out? Who builds a house and don't go into it and take a look and make sure everything is right? Who establishes a, a property and dwelling place and don't take time to invest uh, visually, physically into it? Uh, the Bible lets us know that that we are to uh, be the, uh, the temple of God as well. And so when we consider what's going on, the Bible says the word of God is growing. It was growing. The word of God was growing. Now, understand something. The word of God is not stagnated. As a matter of fact, in this day and time in which we are, uh, there are people around the world right now listening to different services. There are people around the world uh, that are watching ministries that they've never been exposed to before. Uh, this is a great time. Amen. This is a great time because people are, are pressed 
amen, and getting what they may not have been exposed to. Uh, this is a time where the ministers that have uh, been in the podium and have not ventured out into the streets and have not done personal outreach is now uh, being forced to show their faces or to, uh, to let their voices be heard across the live stream so that others can see and hear the word of God. This is a great time because the word of God is increasing. The word of God is great in this time. The, the Bible said where there's more sin, there's going to be more grace. And that grace is the word of God. The word of God is growing right now. Amen. The word of God is growing across the nation. The word of God is growing around the world on every continent. The word of God is traveling overseas. The, we need to allow the word of God to be the, the greatest thing that spread, uh, not disease, but the greatest thing, not any, not uh, not gossip or, or anything else, but the word of God. Let the word of God spread. If you're standing next to somebody, you got to remind them about the word of God. If you if when you hear somebody talking, remind them about the word of God. Bless your name, Jesus. Now, maybe they weren't exposed to the word of God. And maybe they didn't know that that this is a fulfillment in certain ways of, of the word of God. Or maybe they didn't even know that Jesus saves. And, and there you are with an opportunity to spread the word of God. The Bible said the word is growing. The message was spreading successfully uh, by the mouths of believers. Uh, the believers were speaking up and saying something about the word of God. Uh, the apostles were not the only ones that were spreading in the gospel. Uh, everyone that, that believed, somebody that had a life-changing experience, someone that had been baptized uh, from, the, from the day of Pentecost and was running on to see what the end was going to be, was telling others about, about Jesus Christ. Uh, those that heard them speaking in other tongues as the Spirit of God gave utterance was telling somebody else that, you know what, we were down in Jerusalem and we were there for Pentecost. And they were in the upper room and, uh, you know, they were over in this, this house or they were over in this room and, and we heard something and, and we heard people just praising God. And, and, and I, I heard it in my own language and, and someone else would say that they heard it in their language and someone heard it in their language and, and everybody is speaking the same thing. And so people's minds became stirred because everybody heard of their own language, them praising and worshiping God. It, it, it's, it's not impossible for that to happen. As I began to think about that, and, and my mind went back to the uh, before the Tower of Babel, where everybody had one language. Uh, don't you know that God is a linguistic, that he understands and know how to speak all languages with everybody at the same time? And that's what they experienced on the day of Pentecost. And from that moment going forth, uh, people begin to testify and continue to tell about the goodness of God and what God is doing. And that they, when they heard the word that when they when they had not lined up with God's word, somebody believed that they was all right with God. And, and as they heard the word of God being preached, they realized that, man, there's more to it. I've missed out on something. I, I, I only went so far, but there's more to go. I didn't know that that Jesus was the fulfillment of the Old Testament. I didn't know that that everything that was being spoken about was him. And here he is embodied. God manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, uh, preached to the Gentiles, uh, believed on in the world. Amen. Received up in the glory. My God, somebody heard the message and realized that that Jesus was it. 
that he's the reason for the season. Somebody heard it and said, man, I've been going to church. I, I was a minister in my church. And, and now I understand that it's about Jesus Christ. It's not just about the law that I've been given, but it's not just about the law of Moses because Moses was uh, prophesying about how the Lord was going to send someone. And that was Jesus Christ. David prophesied about how the Lord was going to send someone. And that was Jesus Christ. Uh, don't you know that the Bible said, behold, I'm written in the volume of the book. It's all about about me. Bless your Lord God. This was the mindset of Stephen. He understood the message that the message was about Jesus Christ. And so he began to tell them about the Lord. Amen. For the Bible said the word was growing. The message was spreading. Uh, believers were talking about it. Amen. The writers emphasized the growth as God was sending forth the word of the apostolic preacher. Amen. The disciples were multiplying as a result of the living word of God. Amen. You've got to let the word of God live in you. You've got to let the word of God speak out of you. You might want to open your mouth and say something, but God might be saying, be quiet. Let me talk for a moment. Amen. So we need to let God speak up and, and show up and show out. Even those already involved in ministry, the scribes, the Pharisees, the priests, the Herodians and elders uh, of the family that once held positions in political power and religious prejudice became obedient to the faith because they heard the word of God. Don't you know somebody is waiting to hear a word from you? Amen. It doesn't have to be a licensed power. You know, someone has been reg registered or ordained. It can be a child that says Jesus saved. It can be a child. Uh, you know, I remember one time in uh, setting up in a, in a restaurant and we were, we we were binging, you know, we were sitting there and we was eating all these, these uh, Burger King hamburgers and, you know, because we had been, had some blunt, amen. And, and so we had the munchies and we sitting there and just going at it. Uh-huh. And, and this little boy walked up and said, Jesus loves me. Amen. Cause we had to, we were laughing and carrying on. And this little boy said something that brought all our highs down. Amen. It was sobering. Amen. Because of what he said. And God knew that he was using that, that young man as an instrument. Amen. You don't know who God will use, but it will have an impact on your life. The word of God will have an impact and will grow in you. There was a seed that was planted at that day. Amen. And from that day until now, something has sprung up and have grown and the word of God has produced fruit. Amen. It has produced low hanging fruit for people to grab hold to. It has produced fruit that's in the middle of the tree and fruit on top of the tree. Amen. And so uh, the word of God, there were those that were involved in ministry. There were those that was Pharisees and priests, Herodians and other elders uh, that had religious prejudice that became obedient to the faith. It's undeniable. The power of God cannot be resisted. It's the word, is the word growing in you? Is the word growing inside of you? Are you the living, the life of discipleship, sharing the word of God? Has it caused you to obey God's word without prejudice? There are a lot of prejudiced people sitting in churches. There are people that uh, have their own view of how things should be. And they're telling God, no, it don't go that way. It goes my way. That's not God's way. And it's not the way that we should be thinking. We should have minds that says, God, not your will, but mine be done. Even though the church was being persecuted, the word of God still grew. It grew such that, that the persecutors became preachers. 
Some of them that were against it all of a sudden changed because the word of God convicted them and they became preachers. They became witnesses. They became whatever God was calling them to be. I love God because he knows, you know, that, that we're, we're foolish, that, that we're sinful, but he died for us to, to, for that reason. He died for humanity. Uh, he died to help us be changed, to be converted. The Bible says that uh, Stephen couldn't help it. Stephen full of faith, power, did great wonders and miracles among the people. How did he do that? Because he had faith in God's word. Faith comes by hearing the word of God. Great wonders come by faith in God's word. The change in natural occurrences in nature comes, miracles, comes by faith in God's word. Stephen believed the word of God. The apostles, the messengers of the early church were jailed. Disciples were commanded not to preach in his name. People were beaten for preaching repentance and remission of sin in the name of Jesus. There was a minister that was recently on the news uh, to, and was asked to give a prayer for the, the country. And he prayed his prayer. And at the end, he said, in the name of son of God, Christ. Well, the Bible said that Jesus would be that Mary would have a child and they said to call his name Jesus because he would save the people from their sin. Are you calling upon the name of Jesus? Or are you busy saying, well, you know, that's not politically correct to say Jesus. And so I'll just say Christ. Christ is not his name. The Bible said that they baptized in the name of Jesus. A remission of sin and repentance should be preached in his name. And that name is Jesus. So everyone should be calling upon the name of Jesus. And that's what Stephen was doing. He was preaching the name of Jesus. They pointed everybody to Jesus. They made sure that they understood this is the works of Jesus of Nazareth. This is the one that you crucified, Jesus. Uh, the man was healed by the name of Jesus. Uh, we are talking about sin, the remission of sin and reconciliation in the name of Jesus. We're talking about the book of life that will be looked upon and Everyone that holds that name that have been named after him will be in that book. And that name is Jesus. Don't be afraid of the name of Jesus. The power is in his name. The Bible said there's no other name under heaven whereby we must. It didn't say probably. It didn't say maybe. It said whereby we must be saved. Bless your Lord God. The apostles were jailed for preaching in the name of Jesus. Don't you know God is not going to ignore what these people have, have paved the trail that these pacemakers have done through the power in his name and the witnessing that uh, Jesus didn't come and God didn't send a word to correct nothing of what they were doing. Matter of fact, he endorsed them. 
while Peter preached to the house of Cornelius and the friends and that Cornelius had got together and said, listen, Peter is coming and he's going to minister the word of God to us. And he was inviting everybody over to hear the word of God. When was the last time that you, this is a good time to invite people over to hear the word of God. And you know, it, it, while you're, you're separated, you can be on the phone and, and invite them, hear the word of God, tell them where to tune in at, tell them to go to, go to uh, inside the pages.podbean.com, tell them to go onto YouTube, tell them to go and, and to listen and, and let's talk about it. You know, we're talking about being shut in and how we're not able to, to, to go out and visit others as we normally would. But what about our phones? We're on the phones and we're, we're using the applications and, you you know, my, my daughter just sent me an app to make sure that I can uh, FaceTime my, my grandsons. And, you know, and uh, these are good times where we have the technology at our fingertips that we can use these things as a benefit for the prop for the for the gospel to get the word out and to talk to others. Don't you know it's a, it's a good thing to talk to somebody so they feel that they're not alone? Somebody is experiencing the same uncertainties that, that you might have experienced, but you may have received a word from God or a word from, from them that, that encourage your heart that you can share with someone else. The word of God was growing. The word of God is growing. They accused Stephen of attacking the temple, the law of God, they accused him of speaking against the laws of Moses. They accused him of a number of things because they could not fight the truth. So they lied against him. All that did was bring about a miraculous event. I'm going to close with this. But the Bible says that as they looked upon him, as they were illegally judging Deacon Stephen, the people that were lying against him, those that were standing by and watching and consenting to his death uh, by stoning this witness, they saw a miracle right before their eyes. They saw something that few have seen. Have you ever been in the presence of someone that you saw the transitioning? Maybe you didn't know that they were transitioning. I'll give you a testimony of that. It was a Sunday morning that I looked over and I saw my mother, and this was the last time I saw her alive. She was in transition, and I didn't know that. I looked over and I saw the Shekinah glory of God on her. And I said, wow. I said, that's my mother. I remember thinking that in my mind. She was smiling, and I could see the, the glory, the illumination that was about her. And she went on her way after service and um and she went to the store uh she was she, they went shopping to purchase some things for this was about the 20th of, of december of 1994 and they went shopping to get some things for uh, she had promised uh, some robes to her granddaughters and she wanted to fulfill those things and so while they were out shopping this was a monday night now it's the 21st and people asked her, excuse me, the day before as she went to the grocery store and, and um, they said, what, why are you so happy? And she said, I, I'm walking with Jesus. Uh, she had on some high heels and uh, 
She was asked by Sister Shanko, said, would you like to take off those, those heels and put on something more comfortable? She said, no, I'm just fine. And so as she went on her shopping and just smiling and just filled with joy, uh, the cashier looked at her and said, wow, you look wonderful and how happy you are. And, and she told the cashier that I'm shopping with Jesus. And so um, it lets us know that she was transitioning out. And as they went the next day, they went shopping some more. And while they were at the mall shopping, that she said, I'm tired. And she sat down to rest. And she left. She wasn't around anyone, uh, family members or anything like that. I don't know how we would have reacted to that. But there was a man that came by, by and said, don't worry about her. I've already prayed for her. Don't you know when they looked at Stephen, they saw the Bible said they saw the face of an angel. They saw what was in his heart. His heart was now manifesting from the inside out. The Bible said what's in our heart is what the, what is the treasures of life. He treasured God. He treasured his relationship with God. He treasured the word of God because heaven, he understood the power and the magnificent of God's word. If you can't trust a person's word, you can't, you're not trusting the individual. We have to trust and trust God's word. He trusted God's word such that the Bible said that he transformed right in their presence. Mm hmm. Now, I, I know that some listening may, but listen to what I'm saying. The Bible said they looked on him and they saw the face of an angel. They didn't say that they saw the face of an angel while they were persecuting him. It was at his time of transition that his appearance, his physical appearance changed in their presence right before their eyes. His parents, his appearance changed. Don't you know that, that many are looking for a change, but they have not prepared their hearts for it? Let's prepare our hearts. Let's prepare for change. Let's get ready by being obedient like the, the ministers that, that came to faith. They came to faith to the word of God. They believed the word of God. And the Bible said they were obedient. Let's be obedient as well. Let's embrace what God is saying. Thank you, Lord. Certainly we thank and praise God for his grace and his mercy in this day. Amen. I want to go before the Lord in a word of prayer and as we come to a close of another day or another service, we pray that as you're at home and as you're resting, as you're shut in and during this time of obedience to the sanctions that has been placed upon uh, people around the world, that you're being prayerful and that you're sanctifying yourself. The Bible said that when uh, the angel went down into Egypt, where the children of Israel were, 
the, that God said to uh, prior to this, Moses called the elders and told them, he said, listen, he said, paint the doorpost of your homes. Paint the doorpost of the house. And the Lord will pass by when he see the blood.